interesting times in, in Bosnia because um, the international community has decided to be very active and try to push uh, changes to the uh, election law. Uh, seem, it seems to be, uh, to us, to be in line with the demands of the head of the Croatian Democratic uh, Community or Union Party, Dragan Čović, uh, which is really possibly leading to the third entity within Bosnia-Herzegovina. Uh, also, there have been so many pronouncements of the leader of uh, the fact the leader of the Republic of Srpska, well, he's not. He wants to be the leader of the Serbs in the Republic of Srpska, but even that, the opposition is getting stronger. But Mr. Dodik is talking more and more about secession, and I, the international community decided to get engaged again and calm down the situation, but it seems to pro-Bosnians, those who are is, I'm sorry, concerned about the the future of Bosnia and Herzegovina, it seems to all of us that um, the international community is something is somehow trying to appease the two of them, Mr. Dodik and Mr. Chovic, which is really not good. At the same time, Mr. Izabegovic, the third of those so-called national leaders of the national parties, uh, is feeling the pressure from the rest of us who are saying you shouldn't be negotiating those things by yourself, you're not representing us, these should be done through, these things should be done through the institutions of Bosnia and Herzegovina, uh, parliament and so on. Uh, but he has enabled such behavior over the years. And so there is a sense of urgency. Uh, the constant negotiations, conversations, what we hear doesn't seem, doesn't bode well for Bosnia and Herzegovina. And uh, therefore, uh, our um, Facebook posts or briefings um, have been very critical lately of both the uh, activities of the international community and the parties in power as well as the opposition, I would say, in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, seems like a critical time. And uh, it's going to take a lot of maturity on the opposition side, if it exists, to really start, get, the act, get its act together and start uh, uh, working uh, or acting in a coordinated way when it comes to the elections in 2022. Uh, last week we have had we've had uh, protests of the uh, miners uh, who are not happy with the uh, energy situation in the country. Their salaries, um, their future is bleak because the country is uh, really the uh, we're paying a heavy price to some previous decisions. Uh, we are subsidizing 
the fossil um, based uh, fossil one fossil uh, energy sources based energy based uh, energetic uh, 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 the uh, power situation uh, or electricity strategy power situation in the country. Um, we are subsidizing heavily things that are losing money. Uh, we have to move on to renewable energy sources. Um, you cannot do that when it's um, when the majority of our energy needs are filled by the coal-based uh, coal-based energy plants, uh, as well as some hydro uh, power plants. Uh, very little in in. Uh, in terms of uh, renewable energy sources. So they were, the miners were out for days now uh, looking for better working conditions, better salary, even uh, even though, and, and we are sympathetic to that, to those requests, because it's not their fault that the country didn't get its Energy Future Act together. Um, but at the same time, the model that you're looking at is not sustainable. Uh, so that added to the overall situation in the country. Then there are some healthcare workers that are on strike as well because they haven't received salary salaries in months. And so the situation is deteriorating quickly, and we are trying to figure out what our position, how we can contribute positively to the development in the country. Uh, yesterday I had a post about um, uh, it's time for revolution through peaceful protests. Uh, it's really it's time, and that post uh, was probably the most liked post ever in terms of the Facebook likes and comments and number of shares. And now we're thinking about the strategy. We need to announce uh, something about uh, the concrete date for the protests and where and how and when. And it is uh, going to be really, really interesting. I'm, I'm looking at, as I speak, whether something was uh, announced. Yeah, 22 minutes ago, about uh, that we are calling people to help us organize everything in only 200 likes in 20 minutes. Yesterday, one went over 1,000, 1,500, 1,500, never had that. And so the situation is, is getting ready for action, and uh, we need to be responsible about it. We need to make it safe, ensure there's a, uh, enough uh, response and substantial uh, number of uh, citizens to come out. We would like to do it throughout the, throughout the world or wherever our people live or wherever the um, influential members of the international community reside <laughs> and in front of those parliaments and so on. Uh, a lot of interesting, the interesting thing is that there is a sense of urgency to do it, but at the same time to do it right you need time and how to reconcile the two opposing uh, requests.
are is is going to be a challenge. Um, here um, in in the states in Charlotte, we the other day taped uh, some scenes from the for the promotional promotional video on the platform for progress. Uh, that was also interesting. Um, decided to uh, have our to reduce the number of presidency sessions of the uh, presidential governing body of Bosnia of um, Platform for Progress. So instead of weekly, we're going to meet now uh, on a monthly basis, unless there is emergency. And um, with uh, shorter uh, agendas and um, shorter meetings, really. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think the next week is going to be really interesting, challenging, dynamic, uh, full of full of uh, challenges in terms of how to respond to the situation, how to be constructive about the criticism and uh, offering possible solutions. We're thinking about. Uh, our own recommendations for the uh, elections law uh, have some really interesting input and thinking from our members who are providing some innovative, innovating, innovative solutions. So we'll see if we will come up with a coherent, meaningful proposal in time before they make some decisions. They even talk about um, um, in order to resolve the perceived problem with the elections law, Mr. Chovic is concerned that he would like to 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 ensure that the head of the his party is always elected into presidency. So they are think, tinkering with the uh, with the elections law to make it even less democratic. And. Um, All of those um, changes are causing one of those intentions to steer democracy in the direction of uh, three-party monopole on the power, uh, causing a lot of concerns. In the country, we're trying to figure out how we can uh, really uh, be somebody who is going to um, be on the side of good for all of our citizens. Um, so the next week will, there are some plans that I cannot talk about yet and hopefully next time we meet we'll talk about exactly what took place. But we are trying to come up with plans uh, or a set of actions and activities that will um, steer things in a positive direction uh, for the country. Uh, need to figure out how to get to the international community and I know that they all have their own interests, but they do have to take in interest of the citizens of Bosnia-Herzegovina as they plan their strategic influences. Still, if you want to have a stable situation somewhere, it's not enough that 
EU interests are uh, satisfied, but also that the countries, the interests of the citizens of that country are satisfied in order to have a stable situation for the global uh, peace and world order. World order. Um, Bosnia, is in, is, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina is now in a volatile place, really, and um, because of its geostrategic uh, position, location, because of the interest of big power powers like um, Russia and uh, China and uh, Turkey for historical reasons and the European Union because it is in, in Europe, almost the heart of Europe, and the, also because of the interest, global interest of the United States. It is the place where a lot of things are happening because of everything else, other because of the relationships among them. This is yet another uh, point, uh, location, place where their interests uh, collide and uh, we are trying to just make sure that the country itself doesn't get hurt in the process. Um, we are trying to plan uh, a series of uh, town hall meetings throughout the, throughout the country at the same time. Uh, and it is going to be interesting. Uh, we have to uh, really completely live in, in accordance with our principles, uh, the five principles, the country first, uh, knowledge, uh, integrity, youth, responsibility. And um, one of the things that I started was to call our expert advisory board, our advisory board for energy and ask them to come up with, uh, to recommend the strategy that we would promote, uh, both in terms of long-term solution for the energy needs of the country and the production of energy in the, uh, in the country, as well as the short-term solutions for the problems facing miners and people like that. So, um, uh, so we'll see. Uh, a lot of things are having a lot of wheels or cogs are in motion. Um, we are positioning in the situations where we are not, we don't have representatives in the parliament of Bosnia-Herzegovina, parliament of the entities, uh, Federata and Republika Srpska. Uh, that is where all the conversations happen right, happening right now and with the international community. We are observing things from the outside, trying to participate, trying to provide input, trying to move things along, trying to provide some warnings. But it is hard to fight for the media attention with them because they are in the middle of the action and therefore uh, they uh, command the interest of the media and we have to fight for it. But that is why we're looking forward to the elections in 2022, where we have a chance to become players at the national level, and therefore, then we don't have to fight for the media attention, but it's come, it's gonna come just because of the fact that you are part of the decision-making process or in the opposition and trying to control the damage that those in, in power can actually do to the country. Um, I think that's really it. Uh, just a lot of conversations, a lot of meetings, a lot of discussions, a lot of um, press releases, uh, just trying to, to be visible and make our contribution.
This is kind of a two-part question in lieu of the ongoing rumblings of cessation by the Republic of Srpska. Um, I know you're trying to figure out a way to address it, but is is something like that a possible campaign issue for the coming election? I mean, to talk about it, or I'm just, I don't know how something like that would be addressed. And is the fact that it's happening and seems to be drawing attention of some international media an opportunity for the election itself to become, people be, become more aware of what's going on in terms of the election process in the country as well? Well, it will be, and it always is, because these three parties, they live off of the three nationalist, so-called nationalist parties, they live off of that fear. They collaborate with each other to create a tension, crisis. They are like fighting each other, but helping each other, really, because through that tension and crisis and fear, they are solidifying their membership and the support in the country like they are defending their quote-unquote people. And we will have to address that issue because that is at the national, uh, when you have general elections for the parliament, for the president or presidency, you have that by default as the main topic, not economy, not education, not healthcare, not the exodus of people, especially young people from the country, but an all old and proven strategy to win elections, which is fear from others. So we'll have to say what we think about it. But this situation is artificial. You know, Mr. Dodi comes and say and says the following. You know, we used to have certain rights based on the Dayton uh, peace agreement, and we um, elected, opted to transfer some of those rights, like establishing um, the army or the, the tax uh, system in the country to the, to the state, to the country. Once it's there, it stays there. You can only send it back from the uh, federal to state uh, to entity, from federal to entity um, level by the decision of the country parliament. Now, Mr. Dodik unilaterally decides to call the session of the Assembly of Republika Srpska, and they repeal their earlier decisions, and they want those incurrences back, or those responsibilities back, thus creating the, the country within the country, and then a step towards secession. And people make a big deal out of it, and the, and the media says, oh, what next? And they've done that, and the international community says, well, uh, you come down, let's talk about it. The fact is, there's nothing to talk about. It's illegal. It cannot be done. They cannot make the decision. And the proper course of action would be simply uh, either uh, ignore it, and the international community just keeps talking to the uh, country to the parliament rather than those entity level institutions that would like to be a country 
or use the powers, tremendous powers, of the high representative, European Union high representative, who has something that are called bone powers, uh, and he can rule as a dictator. He can simply say, he can simply say, that decision you made in the parliament, in the assembly of Republican Socialists, is null and void. Done. Those who voted for are punished for by being removed from political life. Uh, they can do all of them. They don't. They decide to negotiate with uh, them. You don't negotiate. Well, if somebody commits a crime, you don't negotiate with the criminal. Basically, there's a law, there's a, uh, there's a process that is established. You go through it, you negotiate. It's done. The punishment is a different thing. But if it's done, it's done. If it's crime, it's crime. So they are making the situation really, really horrible. And now we are hearing even discussions about uh, splitting the country. The Brussels is talking about possibility of splitting the country. Um, the international community is really, really, really uh, in a bad shape when it comes to its role in Bosnia and Herzegovina. So uh, we'll see where all of that will, will go, where all of that will lead. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a tough situation. And therefore, it is going to be uh, an issue for the elections. And we will basically say, wait a second. We need to approach it differently. This is not legal. This is not allowed. Why are we giving them the, all the space on earth, in, in the media, in the minds of our citizens, simply because they decided to act outside of the system, outside of the law, and we give them the right to do so? But the parties in power, they like those moves, because then they say to their people, see, we are protecting you from them, they are the bad guys, we are the good guys, and that's how it works. So it's going to be uh, a topic, it's going to be an issue, but we will try to bring back the issue of economy and healthcare and education and so on. It would seem like the situation could afford that opportunity if, if there is more exposure to international media where you're not just focusing on what the nationalists want you to focus on, but an opportunity to share that, but look, here's what needs to be done, type of thing. Right, right. And why, why the reluctance, and we've talked about it before, of the international community to do something? I mean, what, what are they fearing will happen if they say this is not right? Well, so this is hearsay, and I cannot say that it is so, but just a, a feeling of a lot of people in Bosnia-Herzegovina uh, is that the European Union, especially the West, is afraid of so-called Muslim-majority country in Europe. There are 51% of Bosniaks in, in Bosnia-Herzegovina, according to the census uh, from 2013. And about 13 or 14% Croats and the rest of them, and the 34, 6, 5, 6% Serbs, and then a few percent of uh, Jews, Romas, and other um, 
ethnic groups. Um, and if you accept the citizens model of the country and one person, one vote, uh, they're afraid that it could be uh, a Muslim majority country in Europe and therefore could do something that um, is not in line with the European Convention on Human Rights and Basic Freedoms and so on. Uh, that is that that fact that there is um, fifty one percent of Bosniaks in Bosnia and Herzegovina was played so well by the Serbs and Croats in Europe and the world by saying, "Look, you, look, you can have Muslim terrorists here if you let them do that." So you cannot let them do that, and the European Community. Uh, European community is is uh, very receptive to such opinion because they've had issues with migrants and the terrorism in 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 their midst, and uh, so they are really sensitive to that messaging. Bosnia Herzegovina, on the other hand, has not been successful in projecting a different kind of Bosnia Herzegovina and and the true uh, nature of Bosniaks. Who are Europeans, European descent, Slavs, uh, who have embraced and all have always embraced European uh, values of human rights and so on, uh, because of the fact that even presidency is divided into three parts and doesn't speak with one mind. Uh, the other issue is that uh, there are always, there have always been historical links and special relationships between, say, uh, Germany and Croatia, France and Russia with Serbia, and they are protecting those interests. And so my sense is that the European Union is fine with the constitution that we have, which basically says it's not one person, one vote, but if you have three constituent peoples and they all have to share the power equally. Therefore, there is no, when it comes to decision making, there's no majority. Uh, you have to get one third, one third, one third. The fact that that arrangement can be used by nationalists and sometimes fascists to split the country apart is less a problem, it seems, to the European Union or to the Middle International community than the prospect of one country in which uh, Muslims could be uh, held, uh, could have, could have uh, uh, a majority. So uh, we will have to have uh, a constitution, a different constitution, that will simply take into consideration that fear of Europeans and allow and take care and uh, establish the mechanism for protecting minority views and having democracy that will be tailored for Bosnia-Herzegovina in such a way that the Bosnia-Herzegovina can, can will stay uh, as one country can go toward economic progress and improve standard of life, but at the same time prevent 
any kind of extreme opinions arising on all sides. So it is going to be a really interesting challenge. Right now, um, if they split a country in half, the Bosnia-Herzegovina disappears. Half goes to Croatia, half to Bosnia, to Serbia. The problem of, uh, potential problem of majority Muslim place is gone because if you bring it to like majority Christian country, Muslims become minority. Um, so that's what European Europe probably prefers. But that would really be taking the, the country that has been in existence since the 1100s or 12th century, take it apart because you are not uh, ready uh, to face uh, a place that is really diverse in so many different ways. Uh, we now have a situation, uh, democracy usually has a situation where the, there's a potential for the tyranny of the majority. And now in Bosnia, it's going to have a tyranny of the majority, a minority of the minority, because you have now a situation where 13, 14% of the population has a third of the power and more than a third of economic power. Um, so it's, that is really, it is a tough situation. Uh, it requires serious, sophisticated, mature political thinking, both on the part of the progressive forces in the country and the uh, international community. So many questions, so little time. I know you must go for your meeting, but thank you, man. Appreciate th it. Thank you.